0: Give it up. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Who loves the little ones? Amen. Amen. And the kids too. (laughs) Amen. You got your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to finish this series up today. Lord, Lord willing. I don't want to get in the way of what God wants to do for sure. I don't know about y'all, but but the guys up here... uh, they get, they get to going with the Holy Spirit and all this, and the next thing you know, I, I'm on this emotional roller coaster of, of just like, Lord Jesus, I, I am a child of God, and there's no scars in heaven. And then, then my wife taps me on my shoulder because she sits behind me for a reason. And, uh, you, and the reason is, like, you see, the, you see the football coaches that have that guy that has to keep pulling them back. Like, that's, that's what she does for me. But she's like, you know, you got to preach in a minute, right? And I'm just screaming,
1: <laughs> I am a child of God. <laughs>
0: my, my voice gets crazy and I forget what I'm doing, but bless God for the spirit of the Lord in this place. Y'all give it up for that. Man. Like I said, I sometimes forget that I've got to preach after that. Man. But uh, so what we're, we're talking about. Um, in it to win it—that's the title of this series we've been in, and we're going to try to—we're going to try to end it today. Uh, but that—that's been kind of the key theme of what we've been talking about the last. This is the third week going now. Is are we just competing? Or are we in it to win it? Right? Amen. So I don't know if God's passing out participation trophies. He may be. Uh, I don't want to be just getting the participation trophy. Amen. Amen. I want the big crown. Amen. And it's not to bring me glory. But to bring him glory. Amen. Am I making sense to you today, church? So we're going to start with our verse uh, that we began with uh, two weeks, three weeks ago. And uh, we're going to see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Y'all give it up for your praise and worship team, right quick. <laughs> Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to start at 24 and read through 27. Chapter 9, verse 24. Y'all can follow on the board. If you need to. Do you not know? That's a question that Paul was asking there. He says, Do you not know that those who run in a race, they all run, but one receives the prize? I guess we all do know that, don't we? It says, But run in such a way that you may obtain it. Talking about the prize. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain perishable crowns. So he's talking about uh, supernatural things and he's distinguishing the difference between the natural and the supernatural here. He says you're running a race uh, you're wanting to be the best in your field you're wanting to be uh, the salesman of the month or whatever that may look like and you're wanting it for a perishable crown He says that's not what I'm talking about He says we're running a race for an imperishable crown Glory yeah. yeah. He says therefore I run this not with uncertainty see he has a confident expectation of what the prize is going to be at the end of the race Amen. it's not a grab bag kind of prize oh, right. Oh, hey. right y'all remember those grab bags some of y'all remember them I know some of y'all was making them with popcorn I'm not that's not a bad thing I made it with popcorn then huh sorry love you Therefore, I run this not with uncertainty. And then he, then he goes back to talking about how a fighter would be fighting blindly and just swinging at anything and maybe every now and then getting a hit, right? That's kind of what the church looks like today. Come on, somebody. He says, Thus I fight not as one who just beats the air. You know, I can run around here, and I probably will in a little while. And I can just swing wildly with a blindfold on, and every now and then I'm probably going to hit something or somebody, right? Right. But man, I'm wasting a lot of time and energy doing that. So what do I need to do? Paul goes on to tell him. but instead of running around blindly and maybe every now and then someone seeing the reflection of Jesus on me, because we're talking about Jesus here. Paul says, instead of doing that, I discipline my body. Whoa, there's a word you don't want to hear today. He says, but instead of just swinging frivolously without any kind of aim at all, he says, I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection, lest then what I'm preaching to others that I should be disqualified myself. He's saying, if I'm not walking it and just talking it, then I'm disqualifying myself. How many people do we see doing that today Telling us what we need to be doing I had a brother one time preach a message on self-control I was in Teen Challenge at the time And he thought that that was the message that God gave him God did not give him that message for us This brother was 450 pounds and he wanted to look his nose down at the Teen Challenge guys and tell them, you got to start practicing self-control. And I'm thinking, brother, I ate breakfast with you this morning. You need to be practicing self-control. You hear what I'm saying? We get so many people. Some of y'all are going to understand that here in just a minute. We get so many people that want to tell us what we need to be doing. And they're disqualifying their self because they're not doing it. Oh, okay. it's going to be one of them, Sundays. <laughs> it's going to be one of them. Paul was referring things back to the times uh, that was the things that was going on in the times back then. That's why he's referring to racing and fighting. Back then, we 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 and this is just a recap. We understand that he would use uh, parables just like Jesus did, just like we would. Like I talked about the pit stops and we talked about uh, NASCAR. And some people, I got an email on that too. We're going to talk about drag racing only. Come on. <laughs> Y'all know who sent the email now. <laughs> but I use that in comparison. That's what Paul's doing here, right? And I said the first thing that we can do to order to get into the race, we sang about the race, we read about the race, about running the race, the first thing that we have to do is get qualified to even be in the race. Right? We talked about the heat laps. And that's what qualifies us in for the man. Chris, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of you guys know what I'm talking about. Then I gave you a definition. I'm just going to do a recap of what the definition of qualify does. It's to be entitled to a benefit by fulfilling a necessary condition. Do y'all remember that? You have a benefit. When you're qualified, you have a benefit. You receive a benefit that, that, that's connected to a necessary condition in order to receive that benefit. What is it? The blood. Y'all remember we talk about the blood a lot in here. I know y'all remember. It's the confession of Jesus Christ as Lord and the believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead that qualifies you, not yourself. Amen, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the blood of Jesus that qualifies us. Then we went on to read that. Those that received uh, the the sacrifice that God gave on Calvary, that's what gives us the right to be called child of God. Nothing else. Not our social status. Y'all remember talking about the social status because some of y'all got mad at me about that. We talked about the 401K. Remember that? That's not what qualifies us to get into this race. Only the blood of Jesus. And remember I had to stay there for a day when we talked about qualifying because when I said by a show of hands who in here is qualified to be in the race and y'all didn't know what to do. Remember that? Y'all were doing that raise the roof. (laughs) So let me ask you again, who in here is qualified to be in the race? Come on. on, That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Then we took it a step further, Brother Larry, and we said, Well, it's not enough just to be qualified. The second step we looked at is we must compete in this race if we're ever going to win it. Right? It's not enough to just get qualified and then put your car in the garage. We talked about, I'm sorry, in the pit. For all you drag racers. (laughs) They don't have garages, they have pits. But it's not enough to get into the main and then put your car uh, uh, up on the pro jack. You've got to compete in the race. You got to go rounds. Amen, amen, yes,
1: sir.
0: Competing this thing. What does that look like? What does it look like to compete in this race? Is it reading our Bible? Mm. How can we ever compete in a race if we don't have the knowledge of the race? Yes. Come on. Yeah, come on. Sir. Sir. Right? Yes. Amen. Is it spending time with the crew chief? How about the Holy Ghost? He's the engine builder. Do you think we need to spend some time with them? Or do we just want to say we're qualified? Are you in it to win it? We go over to compete. Well, I gave you a definition of compete too. And we're going to get on to our third and last point. I'm going to actually get to my third point today. Compete means to strive and win. By defeating or establishing superiority over something greater than yourself. I don't know about y'all. But I can almost guarantee you when the guy that lined up beside John Force every Sunday. That brother knew that John was greater than him. He had a great crew chief. Austin Coyle built his motors. One of the best engine builders in the world. For those of y'all that don't know that. We'll talk about Dale Earnhardt for just a minute. What, you, what it was like to line up in a, in a 43 card field with Dale Earnhardt in there you think that was a little intimidating but in order to compete someone somewhere had to establish a, a superiority over something bigger than themselves right come to find out old John Force could get beat between losing his crew chief between uh, numerous things of, of age and, and technology caught up to him finances now he's on the sideline right but we see, the, we, we see the intimidation that comes with the figure that we're competing against, and we think it's too big that we can't win. But we forgot what qualified us to begin with. You can't win, but he can.
1: Amen. Amen. Right? Amen.
0: Hallelujah. So we understand to compete is to strive and win over something that's larger than ourselves. Amen. And we fight that fight of competition, and I told you, with faithfulness. We stand on the rock of Jesus and the Word of God, not on Facebook and Instagram, right? Yes. We stand on when trouble shows up. Do you know that trouble's going to show up eventually? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God never said that trouble wasn't going to show up. Yes. 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 He said, but I've overcome it already. Amen. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Your prayer life. Being around like-minded Christians, not being intimidated because someone has the word "pastor" in front of their name, or they went to some theological school, or they pray better than I do. Come on, man, that's all intimidation factors that the enemy uses, and that's not what God has called us to do. Forsaking the assembling of the brother, this is powerful in this room today. This is where the power comes from. There's strength in numbers. Like minded people that can take the word of God Out into the streets Every one of y'all, I don't know any of y'all that work beside each other Every day, there may be a couple in here But look how many opportunities That we can compete in this race When we disperse from here today Amen Amen. Now we're competing We're conquering We're overcoming Why can't two salvations on a community outreach Be two thousand Amen It can be. And then 200, then 2,000, then
1: 20,000.
0: I don't know about y'all, but that's how I think. I don't dream of, of unicorns and cotton candy. I dream of souls being saved for the kingdom of God. But I've got to compete. I've got to take something to drink. on This is why she pulls me back. My third point I'm going to make to finish up in it to win it today is after we get qualified and after we compete, we're going to finish and win, church. Amen? Amen. So whatever you're going through, this right here is not on my notes, but whatever it is you're going through in your life, good, bad, normal, mediocre, whatever it is, just know this. In the end, if you'll read the book, we win. If you know Jesus, you're a winner, okay? So don't get me wrong, but now the competing part to finish strong is what I'm talking about. How many people, by a show of hands right now, you've been in your race a while and you're growing weary? Come on, let's get off again. Let's get off. Maybe you're in the first stages of your race and you started getting a little weary. It happens to all of us. That's why the importance of being around like-minded people, that you can allow someone to speak into your life, and you're going to make a vow. You're going to make a covenant. No, with this person and with God, that when I start growing weary, you've got permission to come to me and say, Hey, brother, I think you need a little more gas in your gas tank. Amen. 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 Because weariness breeds laziness. Weariness breeds laziness. And before you know it, one Sunday turns into three Sundays. And not reading your Bible as much as you used to, we skip one or two days. Maybe we don't like the book. Just saying. Just saying. Maybe we don't like reading that book and it's in our reading plan. And before you know it, things are going south around the house, right? Right? We need people in our life, Brother Larry. I've got people in my life right now that's not impressed one bit with Houston Jerry. I thank God for them. They're not impressed with what's going on at PG Fellowship. They're not impressed. They want to know what's on my telephone. Come on, son. They want to know how much Bible I'm reading every week. They want to know how much time I'm spending on that altar when there's no one at PG Fellowship. They want to know what I'm doing for someone else and how I'm treating my wife, and they hold me accountable to it. If you ain't got them people in your life, you're missing it. And then if you do got them people in your life and you're not listening, you're really missing it. Oh, because that root of pride's in you then who <laughs> they think they are. Who does he think he is telling me what I did? Don't you know I graduated Team talents?
1: <laughs>
0: that was mine for a long time, brother. Now, don't you know who I am, brother? I went through 12 months of the summer. We gotta get accountable if we're gonna compete and finish strong, because we're in the last laps. Who believes that? <laughs> who believes we're in the final laps? Now, I'm not a prophetic man. You don't have to be a prophetic man to see what's going on. Ray Charles can see we're in the last lap. Amen. You ain't got to work in the prophetic to see that the things are going according to the Bible's plan. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? We got to finish strong, Mr. Shoulders. Amen. I understand we can come out of the gates and we can be on fire for God. Then life starts happening. And we start running a little weary. Then we go into the pits. And then we got people in our life that's lifting us up and we're running. But listen, it's all about the checkered flag. You didn't start it back here not to see that strongly first place. Amen. 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 I don't run for second place. I'm running for first place. Acts chapter 20. Let's get there right quick. Woo, glory. Hallelujah. I'll give y'all time to get there. Acts chapter 20. We're going to start at verse 22. That was my opening, by the way. I love the book of Acts. Who loves the book of Acts? Who knows that the book of Acts is the only book that's still alive and moving. Amen. This book is still being written right now. It's the action of the disciples and the apostles. Who in the house today is a disciple of Jesus Christ? So you're still writing this book too. Amen. That's how we compete. Acts 20. Starting at 22, we're going to read to 24. It says, this is Paul. He says, and see now I go bound into the, in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. Who knows that there's some things that are uncertain in our lives, but we still want to walk in the Spirit as we lo- go towards them. Amen. He says, the only thing that I do know is that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city saying that chains and tribulations await me. Boy, that's exciting news right there, ain't it? He says, the only thing I do know is this fixing to get bad. This race is going to have some cautions in it. There's going to be a, a, a big pile up down here on turn number three. Amen. He says, that's all I know is I'm expecting it. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul goes on to say, but none of these things move me. Who in here can say that? Because you attach the word, the Spirit of God to circumstances, you will not be moved you're walking in the Spirit of God. I hope y'all are getting it today. Oh, with these eyes, when I see what's happening in the world, it, it will shake me down to the point to where I don't want to come out of the house. But Paul said, I'm walking in the spirit of God. He said, and although I can see it happening, I will not be shaken by it, nor shall I be moved, because my God is with me in the name of Jesus. I'm competing, he said, no matter what it looks like. Hallelujah. And this is the key, he says, I don't even count my life dear to me. Can we say that? nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish this race with joy in the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Is that your prayer today? Y'all can clap or be confused. You need to read it. Are we praying like that? that's the influence Paul's talking about the influence it's not about me it's about influencing people for the kingdom of God that's what Paul said that's what the race is about it's not about me winning as much as it is about everyone that I'm bringing with me to the cir- winner circle amen have you ever seen a picture of someone in the winner circle by themselves? they won but you kind of feel sorry for them they're doing this right <laughs> the boy went in that winner's circle and there's about 15 20 more with him. they got that trophy up on that vehicle that, that avenue that God gave them to, to get to the winning to the, to the checker flag and everyone's doing this man there's smiles right he brought some people with him to the winner's <laughs> circle right I'm painting a picture we may nice talk about racing and Gardening. we we'll start talking about gardening too. of y'all. Gardening. <laughs> woo, woo. Who said that? <laughs> Amen. What Paul's saying right here—the whole reason he said that uh, I don't walk in the flesh, that I walk in the spirit—I don't know what's going to happen for sure, but what I do know, it's not going to be good. It's what, exactly what Paul said. And the reason he's telling the church uh, right there to Acts, he's telling them that because he's saying, as a matter of fact, the reason I'm telling you is it to bring me glory because I want you to walk with me through it. That's what he's telling them. That. If they're going to do it to me and you're going to say that you're one like me, then they're going to do it to you too. A matter of fact, Jesus said that as well. So do you want to be a Christian? Because Christian back then means something totally different than it does now. Back then it meant you fixed to get your head cut off. Now we have dumbed that word down. Well, I'm a Christian. Oh, really? Are you willing to die for it? Are you willing to go the distance? And when I say die for it, I'm not so much talking about a physical death, but are you willing to die to your own agenda to be sure that the ones behind you will follow Christ in the right direction? That's what I'm getting at. Is the Christian doing that today? I'm not talking about letting them cut your head off. I'm talking about you cutting your hands off to whatever you have your hand to the plow to that you think is important in your life or you think is important in your life to ensure that the generation behind you walks the right path.
1: It's
0: where the rubber meets the road. Turn over to Philippians. Glory to God. I love the Book of Acts. Philippians chapter one. Excuse me. Philippians chapter one. We're going to read four verses. We're talking about finishing it and winning it. In it to win it. Starting at verse 3, Philippians chapter 1, we're going to read to 6. This is Paul again. Guess who Paul's talking to here? The church. He says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always uh, in prayer, uh, making a request for you with all joy for the fellowship and the gospel for the first day until now. He says, but watch this. Being confident. That's the word hope. That's the word, I have hope, being confident right there. He says, being confident of this very thing. If there's nothing else that I know, he said, I know this one thing right here. Now, we should put it in Buffalo Valley terms. I might not know nothing else. But he's saying, I know this right here, so listen up. It's a good time to listen up to what Paul has to say. He says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the end, until the day of Jesus Christ. Give him a hand clap of praise. Can you believe that? Can you see Paul preaching? He says, I might know, know a lot. He says, I'm going to tell you something else. It's not me, but Christ in me. So we don't read the Bible like that. Because we don't have the Spirit of God in us to reveal the Word of God to us like that. He says, Mr. Danny, I don't know a lot. But there's one thing that I do know. Although I'm fixing to have to walk through some bad things to get to the finish line. The one that began the engine in me. The one that put the camber in me. The one that built the chassis in me. That brother right there is going to see it to the very end. And I know that like the nose on my face. Amen. Bless. Amen. Being confident of this very thing. What do we put our confidence in now? Where's our confidence lie now? Is it in Washington, D.C.? Is it in the economy? You see how that stuff can change just like that? How do we put our confidence in something we can't even touch? Right? We can't, we can't com- be confident in, it in the natural. We can't have confidence. We can't touch it in the natural. But supernatural, we can have confidence in one that began. A- yeah. Come on now. Come on. Come on. James one twelve. Come on, guys. who hallelujah. Are y'all with me? Amen. Hallelujah. James 1.12. I'm going to read it for the sake of time. Blessed is the man who endures temptation That right there means blessed is the man Who's running the race Blessed is the man who wants to compete Blessed is the man who got qualified And now he's trying to go overcome the temptation He says blessed is the man Who endures temptation For when he has been approved He will receive the crown of life Which Lord Jesus has promised To those who love him Amen. That's a promise You hear the word promise in that Billy He said run your race And I promise you, young man, I'm going to give you something you've never had before in your life. Amen. Amen. There's bumps. Sometimes we fall down. Has anyone ever fell down in the race? Man, I'm not preaching a message of holiness right now. None's holy. I'm not holy. I am preaching a message that's relatable. Amen. Oh. Man, I have fallen and sometimes stripped over the same bump knowing it was there. <laughs> <laughs> Banged my head against the same wall thinking it wouldn't hurt the next time. People in my life saying, why do you keep shutting your hand in the same door, man? I'm going, well, because this time it ain't going to hurt. No, I'm going to try it again then. It happens in our race. There was an Olympic runner. What was his name? Redmond? Derek Redmond, I think. Something like that. 1992, Barcelona. Go ahead and get this out of here. I'm done with this. 1992, Barcelona Olympics. Who remembers that? Who remembers the 92 Barcelona Olympics? Okay, who was alive in 1992? Just because he pulls the podium away don't mean church is over. Grab that. Thank you. 1992, I think his name was Derek Redman. This guy was favored. He was the United States. He was favored to win uh, like the 1200 meter race, whatever it is. I mean, like, no one was going to beat him. Are you familiar with it? No one was going to beat this guy. And lo and behold, uh, not long into the race, he pulled up lame. He ripped his hamstring. Right? I want to show a short clip of that. I want you all to focus it. Hang on before you show it. I don't want anyone to check out right now. I'm wondering what time the Cracker Barrel is going (laughs) to close. I'm being serious. I want y'all to listen to this. And we're talking about finishing your race, okay? And then I'm going to ask the guys to come up. If you guys want to go ahead and come up. This is just a three or four minute little film. I'm going to ask the guys to come up. I'm going to show you this little film right here. We're talking about being qualified through the blood, competing through the Holy Ghost, and finishing our race for that unperishable crown. We're going to show this film right here. And we'll open the altars up. Amen. tell you this morning that these last three weeks led to this altar call right here. These guys are going to start playing. And if you want to come up and let God pick you back up. Maybe you've been injured in your race. (laughs) Maybe someone's hurt you in your life and you just need to give it to God. These altars will be open. Now listen, this is a 100% between you and God. I've done my part. If you want special prayer, come let me know. We'll pray after church. We'll pray right here. But these altars, no one's gonna mug you, no one's gonna touch you. We're gonna let the Father pick you back up. Now I urge you to respond to that tear that you had in your eye when you watched it, to the unction that you applauded to earlier when I stroked a nerve with you in the word. I want you to respond to that right now as these guys play. Come up here and let the Father pick you back up and we're going to take this thing in Jesus' name.
1: Come, man oh, of wherever oh, you've been. Come, come, come. broken hearted, oh. rescue again. Oh. Come, oh. find your mercy. Oh, sinner, come near. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't be. Earth has no sorrow that heaven
0: song y'all and for those of y'all your reason for not coming was because there was no room on the altar it's your time now it's your time now it's your time now you know who you are and I know who you are but the Lord just made room for you Amen. Come let it love on you, church. him a clap, a clap of praise. He gets the glory, don't he? he gets the glory. If you do need special prayer, you know, if you have a sickness or an illness, and you, and you want us to to pray over you, we're going to do that. We're going to dismiss church. Just come up here. And we're going. I know we got a couple people already asked for it, so. Uh, we can do that without a doubt. We want to see God move miraculously. I just felt like this altar call uh, was for him to love on you and pick you back up. Amen. Ain't you glad that the Father will go through the obstacles to pick you back up? Amen. Amen. And listen, we're going to have Bible study tonight at 6 o'clock. Brother Larry's going to be here. Uh, I'm going to dis- dismiss this thing. Is all hearts and minds clear here? Did Do we have church today? Amen. Let's give you one more hand clap of praise. All right, Uh, Brother Jason, would you pray us out? Would you do that? Dear gracious and loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for showing up today and showing out, Lord God. Thank you for ministering to us, Lord God, and thank you for always being there, Lord. When we can't finish the finish line, Lord God, thank you for picking us up and walking with us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Be with us, Lord, as we leave this place today. Be in our hearts and our minds, Lord, until we can meet again at the next appointed time. We love you and we praise you. In your gracious name we praise you.
1: Amen.